We want better schools. We want them now. Stand in our way, and you'll catch these eight black hands with Ankrum, Cole, El Mecky, and Stewart. Join us now for an hour or more of talk on education and culture. Let me introduce and welcome everybody real quick. Uh, welcome back to the Eight Black Hands podcast. And if you hear our little chatter right now, uh, it is because we are trying to do something a little bit different and just go live for everybody uh, at once. It's brand new tech for us, but we are we working it out and we're going to figure it out. If there's any technical difficulties, blame that all on me. Uh, but um, I think we're going to have us a good show. And man, I just miss these guys. Chris, how you been, brother? I'm good. I'm good, man. You know, I'm, I'm a weekend with the kids being home. So, um, so I'm a little grayer in the beard, but everything else is good. That's what's up, man. Reef, how you doing, boss? Yeah, same, man. Had to, uh, you know, had to pause our programming, of course, um, make sure that the youth we work with is safe. The kids at home are, they wrecking shop, but, you know, trying to, <laughs> but is it, you know, it's, I've enjoyed it too, especially watching the older ones with the younger ones and, you know, with this extended amount of time. So all good. All right. And y'all get to Aussie Reef, as uh, Ray has pointed out earlier. Uh, Ray is very interested in you all seeing Reef live. So <laughs> it should be fun. Ray, how you doing, boss? Bro, I, I'm, I'm doing well. I just want to point the American people and our followers <laughs> to, to Reef in his, in his panel basement. And, and, because y'all about to see a lot of stuff live because y'all think that, you know, we go hard on Reef, but he goes hard on himself. He really does. He really does. <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm hunkered down, as, as Cole said on his, uh, on his episode earlier, or... I think Periscope, whatever, bunker. So this is my bunker. Y'all mean? So y'all better find y'all basements too eventually. All right, real quick, real quick, real quick. Translation. Y'all mean? What is that? (laughs) That, That's basically, do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? He knew what you meant, bro. He (laughs) knew. He did. He did. He He does. He he can't help himself. So so right now, uh, a hot topic that I think that's on a lot of people's minds, and I actually did mention this earlier too, and I'm glad... Ray brought this up. Homeschooling. I think a lot of people that might not have been thinking about homeschooling before is getting a real experience with it. Um, And let's just kind of have a talk about it because, you know, especially for you parents, y'all over there, you know, you people, um, how has the homeschooling experience kind of been for each of you? And Reef, let's start with you, brother. How's how's it going at at, uh, Casa de Reef? You know, it's it's going all right. It's going all right. It's uh, you know, really trying to just. I think the main thing is is the schedule. Just trying to keep a schedule. Um, whatever. The same time you go to bed. The same time you're up. If not, it'll just seem like a endless weekend, and that's the wrong way to go. Um, but I think you know we had enough activities. We have the uh, the school provided online stuff as well as packets. We already had some of the other things that we you know would normally just give them as extra work. Uh, but then just trying to make sure that the homeschooling experience isn't just, you know, books. So she built a train set. She was uh, she did her engineering kit. We were outside doing some gardening. So plan identification, tree identification, bug identification. So all that kind of stuff, you know. Cole, I think you were mute on this. 
Yeah, I did. I definitely muted myself because I didn't want to hear an echo. I'm trying to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to troubleshoot the <laughs> at the same time. I saw, uh, I saw you, I saw you memeing something. <laughs> oh no, no, no! I, I was, um, I was actually about to throw it to, uh, to Chris because you know Chris had an interesting post on social media as he answers this question. He was just like, "Man, it's, it was basically his post was like, it sounds like y'all don't like y'all kids." So, uh, <laughs> so, so but you want to go into one? How was going at your crib? Uh, I love seeing your pictures of your very well-behaved children around the table. And then uh, couple that with your post, your insidious no post. What is going on? Or did, was I it, had, I had no pictures like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, you know, don't let the pictures fool you. We got some Lord of the Flies stuff happening here at the Stewart household. But listen, um, you know, we feel blessed because, you know, we've got two parents at home. We've got resources, we got tools, we have access to things because of this work that we all do. We're connected to a lot of people. So if I have questions about anything, I have somebody I can tap into, which Mm -hmm. is just a, it's a, it's like a real blessing, but um, we weren't planning for this and this is still uncertain and it's unsure. And the timeline for it is all messed up. So we don't know what to tell our kids about how long this is going to last. You know, they, they hear things like, Oh, we're going to close the schools down for two weeks, three weeks. And then it becomes like, we'd be lucky if we get back in school this year, you know, this school year. And now it's starting to say, you know, people are starting to say, well, like, you know, probably by fall. So we don't know if we're really homeschooling, homeschooling for the long term or for the short term or what. But the thing you're referencing on my Facebook is this. I've seen a lot of these memes and I wish parents would stop this and I wish wish teachers would stop this. There are parents who are putting things like, you know, oh, my God, I can't wait to get these kids back in school. Or I've only been home a couple of days and I don't know how teachers do it. And, you know, I, I like, oh, God, these damn kids, you know, um, you know, that, that sort of thing. Um, makes me wonder why you had kids in the first place. Oh, <laughs> you think, whoa, whoa, yo, yo, we not even five minutes in, and you starting with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bruh, I'm telling you, it's just not natural to feel like you have children, you reproduce, and you're supposed to give them to the government all day, every day. I know you're used to that as parents. I know that you feel like that's the natural order of things, but it's not. And and I'm sorry if your kids are home and your first thing that you think of is, damn, I can't wait to get these kids back in school. I, you know, I'm going to be judgmental. I'm sorry. I'm just going to be judgmental. I'm going to judge you. I'm judging you right and, now. And just for I'm the, ju- <laughs> judging your, your, your choices. I love Chris. Chris could not wait for us to be streaming on everything. Here's the good, there's the good news and bad news. So when I, when I mute, nobody can hear anything. So I won't be muting anymore. Uh. Two, <laughs> Chris just out the gate is just like, why did any of you have children? <laughs> it's like I love it. Come on. Oh my God, man. It just live. Just whatever. Just Ray, how's it going at your crib, fam? How 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 was that? Bro, it, it's a it's amazing at my crib. And so w- one of the things that that, that uh, some folks are gonna come to the epiphany about is that you're better teachers than the teachers that are at your school. And so your kids now are probably getting a more well-rounded and better education in some instances, small instances. I'm not taking jabs at any teacher, but in some instances, there are going to be some people at their homes that are better at giving instruction to their kids than actual teachers. 
The next thing is, I think this is going to be beneficial for schools. And the reason why I say that is because you having to be with your kid for eight hours, you now see some of the behaviors that these teachers are calling you about. And so there is no, oh, my kid could never do that. Or that, that would never be my child. That's not how I raised them. Because now you are seeing these behaviors firsthand. Maybe. So I think that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe seeing that. Because you know yeah. what? Your kids act different at home than they do at school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like if it's, well, if, you, if it's you saying, sit down at this kitchen table and get this math done right now, we're going to do this. Let's do this. Yeah. I bet you they stay on task longer than they will for one of their teachers. Maybe, maybe and it's not so. just the teachers, right? You got more stimuli. You got 25 of your best. Right. Have, your homies. Yeah. What, what does that look like when you have a, a, all the friends over at the same time? It's a different dynamic, right? Like when you, so when you have a crowd, when you have different people, that, that changes human, human development, human growth, the, the, dy- the dynamics between friends and all of that, all of that matters, right? And so, uh, yeah, but none of that matters when you tell your kids, Shut, sit your ass down and I'm going to be at that school if you're not sitting down and then you follow through with, with your threats, then none of that matters. But anyway. I feel like, I feel like that's toxic masculinity. That is very... Hey, listen. I'm going to take, it, I'm gonna take <laughs> it on the chin. I'm going to no, take it on not. the chin. No, no, you're not. Let me tell you why. Because this is why? Stuart saying toxic masculinity, bro. You should right. know this. No, no, I know not. what he's trying to do. <laughs> that's what... I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to... He's trying to because he's been, he's been trying to do an episode on toxic masculinity for like the past 10 episodes. And so he's trying to seep it in and, and change the narrative, but I'm not going to let him do it. So I just want to take it on the chat. I like yeah. it. That's the topic he wanted, actually. No, I don't think it was. I think, but, it, but I get what y'all are saying. So, yeah, it's not the same one. <laughs> it, it, so it brings me great joy that I can't answer this question in the same way that you all can. Listen, don't go off about wait, kids wait, like you did wait, on your wait, periscope wait, earlier. Wait, wait, wait. Don't I, I get, it's my turn to answer See, the question. He doesn't it's my like turn. Either. I, just don't be anti-kid. I, I'm yeah. not anti-kid. Every job yeah. I've had is around kids. I just They just get to go home. Listen, I, all I'm saying is, listen, I know you got cabin fever. Just looking at your house, it looks like a cabin. And I know you've been stuck with them. <laughs> you've been stuck with 12 kids. I understand that. But take a breath. You amongst the dose right now. So There'll be no buddy play right now. Thank God. Thank God. So good to see you. What, what, I, what I'm saying is, here, here's my take on it though, right? Here's my hot take on it. I do think that, you know, there's going to be a lot of jokes and there's a lot of hardships, but I think people are going to get into a groove around week two or week three. And then what I think is going to happen, I think you're going to see, you know, black folks are already on the rise as the, as the people that are homeschooling the most. I think you're going to see a rise in co-op homeschooling. And I think that People, I think parents and families are going to have less patience at their public schools. I think that they're going to be like, yo, actually, this isn't impossible. I can do this. And I have a community around me that can do this. You are forcing parents and community members to get used to certain technologies. You're actually, they're actually looking at curriculum. They're actually kind of figuring some stuff out. I think we're actually going to see an even larger bump in like folks that actually pull their kids out of schools mm-hmm. and are doing more mm-hmm. co-ops. And, um, and there's going to be a bunch of people that are going to be sitting in the back in the wing saying, we told you, we told you there was a different way to do this. We told you there's a way that we ain't got to be disrespected. We told you there's a way that these schools don't have to look down on us. I think that that's going to happen, man. I wouldn't be surprised. I think, it, you know, realistically speaking, there's going to be a portion of parents that are going to do exactly that. Mm-hmm. And they're going to say like, 
I'm noticing something different about my kids right now and I like it. There's going to be another group who don't have that as a choice. Right. Yeah. That's just it's not economically. That's just not a choice. Exactly. Right. For, for some parents. And then there's going to be another group of parents who are going to figure out that this just wasn't for them. Even if they, even if they have the resources, they're going to be like, yeah, this ain't for me. Like, I don't know why I had kids. I didn't make it through. Um, so I need to get them back in school. Um, but for that portion that does do what you just said, mm-hmm. I think, people are going to have to start being inventive about what's going to be offered to them. Absolutely. Is it going to be like educational co-ops, like, you know, co-op stores? Is it going to be like the Afro vegan school I talk about all the time in the Bronx, you know, or it's a, it's a collaborative of parents coming together. What's it going to be? Because it can't just be me keeping my three kids at home and not engaging with the world somewhere else. Right. No, I agree with that. I, and, and that's why I said co-op, right? Because I think that it, I don't, I'm not saying every single parent is going to be like, I'm doing this. But what I do see, I can see a community of folks kind of splitting up the load mm-hmm. and um, being mm-hmm. like, you about to sit in front of this Chromebook and Mr. Mackey from down the street has got 12 of y'all right now. And then I got my hour tomorrow or whatever. But I mean, can I, think I say, can I say something else that's messed up? Can I just say something messed up? This is going to be my second messed up thing I'm going to say in the show. <laughs> right? Like, because Sharif touched on it. Sharif touched on this thing about, uh, well, I don't know how you said it, Sharif, but my kids are better that they're home now. And it's partially because I think they have some real bad socialization at school. They're, they're like amongst some really problematic children, right? Whoa, so when they're just home, <laughs> so when they're just home no. like this, Hell they don't no. have that stimuli. They don't have that stimuli. Like not everybody is meant to go to school together. Oh my god! I'm just like, oh <laughs> it's true. It's just true. Not everybody. Not everybody. Like these schools are too big. There's too many kids in the school. They're too big. And, and like our school, one of our schools has five schools feeding into it. Five feeder schools. Now, y'all in education, do you think that that makes any sense to have five feeder schools I don't think into one it, school? I don't think it, that it doesn't not make sense. I think it makes sense high school. I think if you got five schools into one school, Yeah. Like, that's five different cultures, five different buildings with Bro, five different I, set of rules. I really hope you know what road you're going down here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, because this, I'm not going down this rabbit hole. I'm not. Chris, <laughs> you know, when did I say this wrong? Chris, Where's the lie? When did you say that? What did you say that was right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so I mean, what's the lie? We got a lot. We got a lot of new listeners, right? That are like, this they're hearing this for the first time mm-hmm. on this mm-hmm. live thing, right? <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> We, this is going to be grand opening, grand closing. Chris, how, how many kids do you have and how many different schools do they go to now? Because I know you are a chooser. I have three kids in traditional district public schools that are our closest public schools, uh, two in one school and one in another school. Mm. Okay. You know, without giving too much away, my kids are still, you know, middle school and down, uh, downward from middle school. The middle school situation is different than the others. It's, it's, it's like we're all hell broke loose. Like elementary schools are like a closed environment. It's the same cohort of kids that you go from kindergarten all the way until you get to middle school with. And then you go into the wild jungle of middle school where all these people come from all these different schools with all these different gang sets of rules and ways that they do things and all that secret handshakes, all that stuff. And actually, you know, I only bring this up to say like, you know, if you have a kid with anxiety or you have a kid that 
like my kids, they actually are better at home right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I say they're better at home, they act better. Like they don't come home. Daddy. Yeah, I mean that's true, but 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 like at school they get hyped up about some things, yeah, right? Like just, you know, there's yeah, stuff going on, you know. It's the drama too, right? Like yeah, it's, it's the it's drama less, school. It's, it's less it. drama. I mean, when Paul Vallis was here, man, he was shutting down all the middle schools. He was just like, you know, when he was the superintendent, it's just like, yo, this is not working. This is a bad idea. You know, uh, each of the schools that we turned around started mm-hmm. off as middle schools, and they were they were nuts. And it was always hard for me to understand how did a fourteen year old and twelve year olds, you know. Why are people so afraid, you know, of, of them? But they were, it was out of control, unfortunately. But I think when I think about like the types of students and if they can't find safety, if they can't find community um, in a school, like it can, it, you know, it can be problematic for them. It's not always the, you know, this experience that people get nostalgic about. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. look back and, and think like, you know what, that was, uh, that was really hard for me, you know? I mean, yeah, man. I mean, listen, and we got, we got, we got, we got a nice, <laughs> got a nice amount of folks. Obviously, I mean, Ray, when he was in school, it was all beautiful, hunky dory, flowers and sunshine. And I listen, oh, but I, I'm not, about, I'm not about to shit on kids, and I'm not about to shit on their parents, and I'm not about to shit on their. Oh, the who's doing that? Come from <laughs> what? Why you got such a potty mouth tonight? Who's wrong with you? It's C H I T. <laughs> and you can't spell shit, 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 <laughs> chat, shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so, but then also, this is the difference between uh, parental engagement and parental involvement. And so, when you're involved, the school dictates your narrative in terms of like how involved you can be, um, parent teacher night, and like all those things that you can come to or whatever. And this is parental engagement because it's like you have to sit down with your child. You have to learn with your child. You have to know how your child learns in order for you to now motivate your child in order to be a more engaged student. Mm. So this is a more hands-on approach in terms of parenting. Mm. And if you guys are taking it serious, then you can really learn a lot about your kid. That's so wrong. <laughs> that's so wrong. That's just, that's just, you know, it's called parenting, parenting. bro. It's just straight up parenting. It's not parent so, involvement, engagement, parent Education, parent this, parent that. It's, it's just, just straight, straight up. up. It's just it's just so, to do. Huh? It's straight up oh, parenting. Bro. So I just, I just, I just gave you literature from my chapter two, and you're just like, it's just, <laughs> it's, wrong. it's just parenting. It's just bro. wrong. It's just parenting. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> it is just wrong. I don't know why y'all gonna use all them words. Y'all too fancy. Oh, you so use too many words. So we got an audience with us today. All right. Yeah, so, we do. All right. Yeah. Let's so we can't keep talking about each other. But there's a few comments so far. Shauna Monique is, is 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 agreeing with the fellas right now. She also posted that parents will appreciate teachers in a different way. Um, and then Judith said, I'm still wondering why my son would get into any type of trouble and not my daughter. And I think that when you at the crib and like your kid is like, <laughs> you got to deal with your child in a different way and they start off good. But then at some point, right, everybody forget that the camera on them. Like everybody forget that it's like, uh, I'm at home or whatnot, and then you start to see some things. I do think there are going to be some people that's going to be apologizing to some administrators and some teachers when schools actually do let back in. Man, I just I think, think I don't know. know. I mean, <laughs> that's that's just some BS, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm not. I don't have those type of teachers. I guess in in my kid's life, where I'm gonna be thanking them for for bringing my kid back. If you got that problem, like, I, I feel bad for you, son. <laughs> 
Yeah, that was, you, was, was that a Jay Z <laughs> quotable? That's a Jay Z quotable. Right. Chris is in where form the next. I mean, right? actually, because I got ninety nine problems, <laughs> that ain't but my one. kids ain't one. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was gonna say something uh, a little bit different. Like my kids, I think, particularly the youngest ones, they're they're less in. I think they're probably better behaved in school than they are at home. Mm, wow, you know, just but at home they feel no management. <laughs> it's not that. It's like how <laughs> I man. It's not this. No, it's a different type of management. Like one, it's not super structured. And I can imagine some parents because I've I've seen pictures, right? Like they have a super structured. That's the homework zone. Go sit down and do. And I, I don't have that. Like you, you know, one minute we're doing the homework at the kitchen table. Another minute we're sitting outside, you know, talking about like a book like so I, I just think some and some kids really they need the structure right and so I think that's why I think where some parents may say like this is more you know my kid is needing something different mm-hmm. than I'm and again as you said it wasn't it wasn't planned not like people went to some kind of training right now everybody's just expected oh just turn this and I think parenting and teaching particularly subjects parenting is one thing where you're giving education you're teaching your kids about all about life Teaching a subject sometimes needs, um, you know, scaffolding and structures and things like that. And I think that's where families may uh, struggle with a little bit. And I agree. Like my sister has co-opted and my pa- my mother used to co-opt my younger siblings uh, homeschool. And so folks who were good at one particular thing, they would own that. And then another parent would own something else. So it was, you know, I, like that's how. I think people will mitigate that if they have that. Because even that, having other families to do that, that's a resource that everybody doesn't have, right? If I have an hourly job, hourly wage job, and other situations where I can't homeschool, right? It's, I have to actually leave the house, then I don't even have that option. And now if this, my circle of friends are that same way, who do I who do I partner with? This is a very important point, right? Because we're about to see a whole nation of shift workers have to take time off of work. And we're talking about the type of worker where if you miss a shift, mm-hmm. it, it has an impact on your, your paycheck. Yes. And that paycheck needs to stay the same size because of things like light and rent and utilities and you know your bills. So, so you don't, so the ability to be like this crunchy parent who's like all kind of hand holding your kid and all that stuff and not being frustrated, um, not being, um, short, you know, um, it's going to be tougher for a lot, a lot of people who aren't privileged, right? You don't have the privilege to feel like they're, they're sitting in a ton of resources. Not that they don't want to be that parent, but we haven't really talked about the depth of this economic thing that's about to fall out the bottom and it's going to affect parents and their parenting. That's because that's later in the show. Well, 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 okay. You know, like it's called foreshadowing <laughs> in, in drama. It's foreshadowing, right? Right. You took I mean, drama, didn't you? I did. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I, that is a good segue, though. I mean, the next piece that we had in there, and Ray, I, I'll let you add some more color to it. But you know, apparently in Philadelphia, they're trying to not do grades at the moment. Um, and Ray, can you actually? No, 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 no. Not when we got Mills on here. <laughs> I mean, you just made the topic. That's why I was, I mean, you can, what's happening, what is happening in, in Philadelphia, Brief? Yeah, so, I mean, basically the, the district said they were followed, the state put out guidelines around uh, grading, mandatory attendance, things like that, anything mandated online. 
they gave guidance to the district, um, and I'm assuming not just Philadelphia district, uh, as far as what they can do and can't do, what they can mandate for children, what they can basically penalize. And so what the state, the guidelines that the district interpreted was we cannot penalize students for not having access to online. But the headlines a lot of times, you know, headlines a lot of times become sensationalized. And what the headlines read was you can't teach online classes. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. not what it was. There, there are a lot of teachers um, who are, and I posted some of them in, in, uh, in our on our page that, you know, who are doing courses, right? So there's, you know, I have a friend who's doing civic course online for anybody. And these aren't just, they're not just opening this up for their own students. They're opening up for students in general. Uh, but what they were saying was the, there are some schools in Philadelphia that are more fluent, that have one-to-one technology to, to uh, you know, every child walks home with a laptop. That's not all the students. And particularly, that's not the students who are in impoverished uh, neighborhoods and communities. And so what you have is the situation. If we have mandated courses online for one group of students, then how do you, do they get a grade and, and say no summer school, another group? And I think they're still working on it. I think they're still going to continue to look at it and say, how do we do this? Because there are some kids who are already taking online courses as part of their regular class. So should they not continue? And, you know, if they have a laptop, should they not? And the district used to do these, uh, these surveys to see who has technology. But what they found was the surveys a lot of times was misinterpreted or wasn't clear. Because people would put, yes, I have internet, but they were talking about their phone, not laptop devices. So that they had more where they said, do you have a laptop device? And that number plummeted. Uh, so that's, I think that's where it is now. People, there are a lot of teachers doing online stuff. Each individual school is doing tons of things. But the guideline is, do you penalize or do you reward people with the access to have an actual functional online course? And how do you do that with almost, you know, in the school district of Philadelphia is about almost 200,000 students. So how do you, wow. how do you manage all of that? And well, that's, fellas, that's- so fellas, what are you all's thoughts? Ray, did you uh, want to hop in there, brother? What's, what's your thoughts about that? Man, I think it's a travesty to students. I feel like, I feel like- Which like, part? Is it to, 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 to uh, grade or to not? Phil- Phil- no, just Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Oh, <laughs> wow. It- See, don't talk like just a, a single standalone charter. Because see, you get these boutique charters, and this is the issue. <laughs> boutique charters think they can just say, "Oh, here's the issue, right? Boutique. Here's the problem." <laughs> boutique. So, so here's the thing, right? It's like, yo, you got to invest in your infrastructure, and so Three. the people that did not invest in that infrastructure, those are the people that are getting bit in the butt right now. And so, you know, if it's a matter of Hey, let's take a hundred dollars per pupil to get every student a Chromebook. Hey, we are the epicenter for Concast, C-O-N-C-A-S-T. Let's reach out to them in uh, order you to sound get some, like your president now. In, uh, you, you, okay, in order to get some, in order to get some, in order to get some hot, some hot spots working around the city, right? That's that's simple, mm-hmm. right? And you guys that's didn't simple? do that. You saying that's that simple? simple? It should be simple. It, no, it shouldn't. In an urban why, why school shouldn't district? it be simple? Why shouldn't you so so listen to what you're saying right now, right? right and we right. know that it's not simple, but right. why shouldn't it be simple? 
Well, I mean, I'm not saying it shouldn't be, but it's more complex than that in reality. I can can tell you that much. When you have, you have a pension fund that's eaten up like three, four thousand dollars a year per pupil. Yeah, it is. You've got like 16, 17 bargaining units. You've got legacy debt, like debt that has gone on for years that you have to, you're paying on. A kid who walks into a, a Philadelphia public school today is not starting out with their fresh per pupil, like their right. full, full per pupil. You might as well just cut it in half when they walk in the door, when you think about all the previous legacy stuff that they're paying for out of it. So it should be simple, but it's... it's and that's unfortunate. It's unfortunate that most school districts, especially big ones like that, um, kids are being robbed of their per pupil, not because of something that's happening today, but because of something that happened 20 years ago. Like those, those are deals that were made, like that legacy debt accrued over time. Like it took time to build up like these pensions that are about to go bust, right? These, these kind of balloon payments that, <laughs> that are already due, but they keep kicking the can down the road. Yeah, um, but I agree with you. Pay. It should be. Yeah, be. kicking the can down the road with interest, and so with interest, it, yeah. yeah, right. And so it's 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 putting uh it's putting students at, at, a, at a, man. This is you said something about. Well, I just want I wanted Chris to actually get it because he was responding to what Ray said, but I wanted him to have an opportunity to actually respond to the question at hand around about the grades. What should be happening? See, do you feel like grades should be happening? Should they be stopping young folks or whatever? You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, I don't think it's fair. You can't penalize kids and teachers right now. If you're going to be, if you're going to pull them out of the school before the end of the school year, you can't penalize kids and whatever. It's unfortunate to me. This is, this is one of those um, harsh realities is that you have to let kids off the hook with the, with the testing and everything right, right now, whether you love it, whether you love testing or not, you have to let them off the hook. And at the same time, we're going to have a lost year. And we know that when we went into this year, we had an entire group of kids that were already behind racially, economically speaking groups of kids. So with a lost year, you know we're about to take one for the team. You know we're about to take, like, we're going to get hit with this the year after, like the next year after. Right. That's the harsh reality. I mean, I guess the way I'm looking at this is there's a few different things. I think that, one, I I think if learning can continue to happen and we got the capacity to actually give you feedback and tell you how well you're doing, I don't think you not do that because everybody can't have it. I just, that just doesn't make, I get it and I get understanding Mm -hmm. that we have to, like, make sure that folks are taken care of. I think this points to a larger issue, though. I think it points to our arrogance as a country. And you take care of things you love. And the way that we always say you're on your own, like this should be this this kind of cluster F because we own all a lot of things. I wanted to say it. But but this cluster like this right here, this situation, we wasn't prepared for it. And it's not like I mean, this is this is new for the United States. But this ain't new for the world. Like, you know, if you go to the Bahamas, the Bahamas is ready for a hurricane and hurricane season that will take things out for like three, four, and five months, right? Like there should, there needs to be a level of infrastructure. Are they you mentioned, you said what? Are they now? Are, are who? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not saying the Bahamas. I'm not saying that the Bahamas is prepared. What I'm saying is, is somebody with the resources that we have, when we see that things like this can happen, like there should be some type of infrastructure in place is what I'm saying. I well, think, when, when, when has this happened before? I think that there, I mean, when I'm oh, like, 19, polio, 1918, polio, 1918. Wait, wait, here, here, what I'm saying, don't have, let's not look at it through an ethnocentric lens of like just the United States. 
what I'm saying oh, is. Oh, oh, he pulling out the big guns now. I'm just saying, like, right? Ethnocentric. All right, <laughs> All right tell me, bro. Let's tell not me just, about it. No, let's not just look at it from the, the, the lens of the United States. Let's look at what has happened and constantly happens around the world because we offer aid to those places and to those children, right, when those things go out. And while we was offering all that aid and saving everybody else, we didn't have a plan in place for the kids here. And the reason why we don't have a plan in place is because there are kids that go to really, really good schools or private schools or whatever the case is, and they're going to be okay. Like there actually are some things in place for those kids. But when you start getting into Philadelphia and Detroit and Oakland and parts of Chicago, like it, you are about to lose a year, a year that you can't afford to lose. Right. And like, mm-hmm. listen, mm-hmm. test scores is not the conversation that we should be having. That's an insensitive conversation. I don't think it's the right conversation because people mm-hmm. are trying to survive and live, but that's what, but they're dealing with that. We need leadership that actually thinks about these things Absolutely. and not and not run around with their hair on fire. You know what I'm saying? Like you need actual so, so leadership. So on that point, right. where's, they don't where's the black leadership right now? Uh, you said what? Where's the black leadership right now? I think that it's going to go into these pods. I think that there are, I think you'll find it in certain communities, right? I think that there are like, like Muslim communities in Oakland. I think they actually got a plan for their What about the national black leadership? leadership? Well, you, I mean, I know what you're I mean, trying I, to I mean, I mean, Like, bro, like, listen yeah. Just you, know, we, you know what we say all the time, and we had voice on this show. If we were a country, we would be like what? Like the eighth country? Like yeah, black people with their- 1.5 trillion dollars, right? Right, okay, so-, so, so, so 1.3, something like that. It's so, a lot so, of- So who's leading Wakanda right now? Mm. We got a Wakanda. Are, are we just gonna wait? We, we, we just gonna wait for other people to take care of all this for us? We, we just gonna lose a year? Well, that's what all these, that's all these churches. That's what government handouts yeah. are, man. Government handouts, that's what the I mean, here, 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 but you know what? And that's why we keep losing. And that's why we're going to keep losing. And that's why it's right, going right. to continue to happen. And this is what I, but this is the point that I think that we were building on together, Chris, is I'm not saying that every black person should pull their kids out and do homeschool. I'm not saying everybody should like put all their kids back in traditional schools. What I'm saying is now that you see what thing, what it really is, now that people have shown you that we ain't, we don't, nobody got it figured out in your household, you need to have some type of hybrid model, some type of hybrid plan of like, okay, I still got to depend on this system and put my kids in it. But now you know it's possible that your kid can be picking up other education in other places, right? It's like, you got to have a jumpstart plan for your own kid because if you expecting these districts or any of these systems to have it for you, they showing you that they don't. They showing you, you can't keep asking something to be what it ain't. You can't keep asking an elephant to be a pig. You ain't getting bacon off that thing, boo. I'm just telling you, like, let that go. Did you say boo? You you not getting right now. You just not, I'm just, what I'm saying is, is that we get on the podcast all the I mean, my, my people love me. I will say that what I'm saying is this, right? It's like <laughs> he was talking, he, but he was being inclusive. He was talking to the fathers who homeschool too. I'm talking to everybody. Okay, that's good. I'm, that's good. I'm, that's I'm talking. Good. I'm talking to everybody. And, 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 Don't and, call me Budo, bro. Hey man, no, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, I'll call you a John. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, oh my God. God. But this, this show God. just took a left turn. Okay. I mean, yeah, I, as much as you talk about Philadelphia, you know what, Reed? <laughs> <laughs> as much as you post random Philadelphia stuff, Listen, star, you can, you can, <laughs> you can but, but use John. Know. Let me just say something. You can use John for anything except when you're talking to your brother, right? Like, is like, that right? Can, you can't yeah, John. John, is, I John, John is, was a, I thought a John was any now. Like a, a sis may call me that, right? Like, like but you you can't. Like, <laughs> like calling yo, so, so, yo, get, yo, shoot Reef some bell because you know he's doing his uh his Islamic uh, Montessori school. 
no, no, listen, no doubt, no doubt. Like, you know, it, it was funny when you said the, the Muslims in, uh, you know, in Oakland, I, I think a lot of, you know, just, and, and traditionally I've, I've actually been really talking to some of the Muslim leadership uh, behind the scenes as far as like, they, some of, a lot of the kids, there are a lot of Muslim kids who go to public schools Mm-hmm. But there are also a lot of Muslim families who've just been, they've opted out a long time ago, you know, um, and they have like little, you know, in addition to the the Friday evening or the weekend school, they're doing independent and homeschool. I, I don't know what the percentage is of Muslims who do homeschool already, but I would imagine it's one of the higher demographics mm-hmm. um, based off of my experience uh, who opt to have homeschooling. And it's interesting now, like, so I would even challenge whether, so Pennsylvania and Ray just asked this question, you know, about Pennsylvania cyber schools. So the legislation, there was a lot of movement to try to get them closed by next year. And there were certain cyber schools that did these hybrids where you're in cyber school, but on Wednesdays you would come together, right? And on Fridays you'd come together and do gym, almost like what Cole was talking about, this co-op model, but in this established cyber school. And they're trying to shut them down. You're talking about like 40,000 students across Mm -hmm. the state. And I just wonder now if the constituency is going to, you know, elevate their fight to not have that happen. Yeah. They got a good argument now. I mean, yeah. it, what else do you need to have? And not just the <laughs> folks who were traditionally in there. But I mean, but what, what else do you need to have to tell you that your system is antiquated? Like, it's time to change. Like, it's just the model right. that we've been using. It, it hasn't worked. It doesn't work. And sometimes, it didn't work on the sunny days, let alone on during pandemics. But this, is, but this is what I'm saying, though, right? Now that it's crystal clear. Like, this is the thing. The reason why it wasn't a problem then is because it wasn't working for a certain group of people. Now that it's not working for, a, for everybody, watch, watch some changes happen. Like, I re- really go and watch what affluent people do, watch what religious organizations and communities do, and watch what tight-knit communities do, right? They're not... It, this is a lesson for them. And smart, wise people don't have to be told shit multiple times. Bro, you only got so to work me once. So it's, 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 inter- it's interesting that you say that because like, we're looking at our infrastructure right now at our school and our students are more engaged online than they were in the actual classroom due mm-hmm. to like their ability to have technology in their hands and like things of that nature. So our kids are like really into it, really in tune, like really giving some good answers and feed and taking feedback well from, from their teachers. So we were a Google classroom prior to going out and this was just an extension of that. And so, you know, next year we're looking to build some of these uh, online learning days into our calendar um, because it just makes sense. Yeah. And Chris, I wanted to give it to you before uh, I, I read some of the comments that we're getting. So go ahead, Chris. Um, I We're, we're not done seeing the upward thing of this curve. Right. So things are going to get worse now. I don't know what to expect right now. So we're talking about things almost almost like they're they're settled settled in some way. Right, right, right. And we're still going into a storm. Like, I feel like we're on this little boat and we're going into this big ass wave. And um, so we don't know what it's going to be yet. I do know this much. We should have a jubilee at some point because the economic model of these schools, they can't fix them if they wanted to. It's not just that they want to be jacked up. Mm-hmm. The economic problem that has compounded over time with their models, anybody who takes it over right now, they're going to say to themselves, I would rather just start fresh, right? Because these big districts are in so much economic trouble, you would have to have like a jubilee, a day or a year where you take the economy and say, we're going to pay off all the public education debt and we're going to start fresh Wait, like with new wait, schools what? we want. 
Is this you saying that? What? Well, well, listen, it, it just makes sense if, if we're going to have a perpetual problem mm-hmm. that this is going to keep compounding into the future and you won't be able to fix, fix the schools. Listen, mm-hmm. our superintendent has been here just eight won't. years, which is very di- radically different than most That's large city superintendents. You don't usually get that. Yeah, you don't usually listen, get that. He, it took him five, six years just to dig the district out of the debt, just to get the, mm-hmm. the budgets balanced because it was so far in the hole. Right. And so people are like demanding all this stuff from him. He's like, listen, we are like, I, I don't even know if I have enough money to open the school, let alone, mm-hmm. it, you know, fix everything, modernize everything. I've been handing the district with, you know, a high percentage of the buildings being decrepit, needing millions of dollars. Like my alma mater, they sunk uh, like maybe seven, eight years ago, they sunk like a million dollars in it. And they were like, that was just to put a Band-Aid on stuff, mm-hmm. right? Like, because these buildings are from 1920. Right. I mean, Ray, it felt some kind of way about that, though, Ray. Ray. What, 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 why, why you react like that, Ray? <laughs> I'm Ray. <laughs> yeah, is it, is it, is it a Republicanness coming out? Bro, I mean, you know, it's like you're spending money on kids. That ain't the no, Republican. That ain't, yeah. <laughs> We're fiscally... Uh, I can't even say responsible, like because there's something else. Nah, this pa- this past administration has spent more money than uh, any Democratic uh, president um, that we've ever had. So we can't even say that we're fiscally responsible anymore. I think you can Listen, make a they- conservative uh, argument for paying everything off once, mm-hmm. and especially if it comes with some accountability. So we reset, reset the, the board, and for and it, especially if it comes with some mm-hmm. accountability and some choice of what's yeah, going to happen after that. Yeah, but see, and you you raise right. an interesting point because you're talking about accountability and on the Republican side, there is no accountability. They're like wild cowboys. And so, for example, we, I mean, we're getting into this topic later, but man, this this bailout, this trillion dollar bailout, it's not going to happen because they're trying to earmark $500 billion for companies and not even tell you who the companies are until six months from now. Mm. Wow. So, before, so... Before we before we go, that was hella anti-business of you, Ray. I just want to say that that was hella anti-business. For those that are people, uh, Ray's uh-huh. Republican, so th- this is this they is might, that goes. They might on. kick him out. He was up until tonight. They, they can't afford to kick out no black people. Um, so, <laughs> Both of them. Both of them. All three. All three. Ray and Kansas. All three. Shout out to those two girls. Those two ladies. Oh, Diamond and Silk. Paris Denard. Uh, yeah, uh, oh God! The guy uh, that said all Owens, the rallies. What's the and, guy's name at the rallies? And Ray. Yeah. <laughs> Ray, is that you at the rallies? All the ways behind Trump? Is that you? Shout out, Condi oh, Rice. Shout out, Tim Scott. <laughs> Shout out, Colin Powell. Where, Where are they? Where are they right, right now? now? Uh, Where away. Are they? away. 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 That's they hiding out. They like this right now. They got the, they like don't they, don't they really doing what the, they doing what the what the lead doctor did when he was like behind Trump and just like oh my god why is he talking so we got I, mean, I don't think he's a Republican though so we got no nah, he's just trying to save the planet he's, um, just, a, he's just a scientist <laughs> right, right? He's, just, he's just the foremost thought leader on this stuff but you know yeah, right, whatever right. Uh, Adolfo said uh, it's about educational culture. Uh, culture is to humans as water is to fish. Uh, keep it healthy, safe, mm-hmm. and full of nutrients. This is when we were having that earlier discussion around uh, what should be happening right now. Misty uh, joined in and said, uh, sad truth, as we were talking about there not being a plan 
Um, and then Adafo also added, it is working by design uh, with the design effect on specific populations. And uh, I was about to make a quote from Dr. Brian Stanley, whose mother is actually watching and in with us right now. So mm-hmm. one thing that, that shout out to Brian Stanley's mother. Absolutely. Yeah, and shout I, out. I watch your mouths now. Right. Jeez. That's right. Y'all with your potty mouths. See, <laughs> yes. Go ahead. I'll, I'll see her soon. So yes, yeah. will, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll take the bats for everybody. Um, but what he does often remind us is listen, right. In any city that we pretty much talking about your school district is probably in the top three of job providers for that place. And in many places, mm-hmm. it's the number one provider. Mm-hmm. It's one of those good government jobs uh, that you grew up kind of learning about. And I think that, and again, this full conversation, let's be very clear for our listeners, because I know it's a sensitive time and I don't want people to be like, we're insensitive. We know that these are life and death moments. We know that there are people that are out here dying and people that are worried about their life. And there are more important things that might be happening to people in the immediate. But we are still an education podcast and we want to recognize those things, but have a discussion around how this is going to affect black people in education. Right. I just want to kind of put that out there. So understand that this these are the economic drivers for many cities. Um, I think what do you all think this is going to look like if and when this kind of shakes out? And then Ray will transition to that next topic of yours. I mean, I'll just hop in and say, I I just found out that there are 30, I think it's 33 million government workers. I didn't know there was that many. Mm -hmm. And that's more than black people. So so if you think about it, that army of middle class, um, pensioned, well-paid people as a political class of people outnumbers you. Um, and, and so if you're an average citizen, and especially if you're one who's marginalized, you're already at a deficit. But when this economy drops out, and those are amongst the only people that are going to keep still getting paid, right? Your teachers, your superintendents or whatnot are going to keep getting paid, right, throughout, throughout this time. And, and they hold a certain position in our communities. So, so they're going to have, they're going to be better positioned to run the table on our communities coming through this because I mean, some people are just going to be trying to, to get their houses back in order, but the, the government workers, the teachers, the superintendents, all the bargaining units, you know, all the SEIUs of, of the world or whatnot um, are going to still get paid. Right. They're going to be a little bit more stable right now than the rest of us. Right. Ray, well, I should say the rest of us. Right. I'm, I'm doing well, but I'm just meaning. I'm <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 I just want to be, Bro, so I don't want to lie to people. I'm doing okay. Um, our people aren't. Ray, you want to take us into that next topic? <laughs> well, before, before we do that, yo, Chris, last week uh, on, on the show, you kind of inspired me to do a week of videos in terms of, uh, in terms of just asking people what they can do because we, we, we center this. Can I just stop and say, and say, that was dope of you this week. Like those videos that you made this week, that's like that's really, really, really on point. Look at all this pod love. Look at all this pod love. It, 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 it was very, this very moment. Good. Somebody very go good. back and screenshot this and share this moment. <laughs> Chris giving Ray props and Ray not like in, interrupting him in the middle of it. And I loved it. I got to troll him like a, several times this week. You know, like it was it was so dope. I appreciate you, Ray. Bro, we supposed to be dropping bars tonight, line for line. What's happening? <laughs> right. Hey, shout out, shout, shout out, Wamstead for, uh, for 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 being a fake Jerry Heller. <laughs> <laughs> That's my manager. Y'all leave him alone. Go go ahead, Ray. Take us to this next topic, brother. 
Um, what is the next topic again? Well, you, remember, we had some other ones and they didn't work. And then you said, I put some new ones in there that I didn't see. So uh, I think you wanted to talk about. Oh, so, so yeah. So we're talking about, we're talking about local leadership. We're talking about local principals, local superintendents uh, that are now on the ground uh, doing the job because they're not getting any leadership or, or any kind of responses from Betsy DeVos, uh, the secretary, the secretary of education. So I just wanted to throw that to you guys to see what's happening in y'all's areas in terms of that local leadership and these local superintendents that are doing their thing out here. Uh, Super appreciative of uh, the leadership and taking it by the horns Mm -hmm. so that parents and families can have options in terms of how they educate kids. So we kick it to Chris. Well, I mean, you know, I'm good at bad takes. So here, here comes my hot take on this. You got to sandwich Chris in, man. You got to have some. You know, Chris has um, a kill. Go ahead, Chris. And go ahead. And hate it. Here's, here's my take on this one. I know that people want national leadership out of like the president, Betsy DeVos or whatnot. But the upside of this might be that everybody in the grassroots and above is starting to figure out that they really need to be in charge. Like if if you want something to happen, you better step up and do it. And it's a new muscle for them. They haven't exercised this muscle before because we're such a top down society and, and education system that it's new that, oh, my God, you mean to tell me I have lives on the line? I have to get out here as a governor and actually lead my state. As a superintendent, I got to like make up the rules as I go and get some stuff for my kids and for my parents. I got to get food to them. How am I going to do that, right? With all these millions of dollars, I got like a billion dollar budget. How am I going to get food to them? Um, I don't know that it's such a bad thing that there's no national leadership coming down from on top, uh, giving you directives and guidance on everything. Maybe you need to kind of work that out a little bit. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's one of the most annoying things about this this country. They, you know, like in the States, everybody's talking about state sovereignty, state sovereignty. And then it's like they sit on, on their hands waiting for the federal government to do something. We're looking for leadership. Like bring that same energy, that same energy when you don't want federal government, this governmental overreach and this and that. Like you should just operate like that all the time and just say, you know what? We are United States And so the state constitution says that we are going to take care of education. We're going to take care of this. We're going to take care of that. Just operate like that all the time. Like take care of your constituents. But I don't know. I mean to cut you off. Go ahead, brother. No, that was. I I don't know. You you don't know. Often look towards the feds on education stuff. Basically, the feds. No, I'm not saying education stuff. I'm saying, but other things, right? Well, I do. This is what I do think. I do think in general leadership, like in a time like this, you need to. People need to be able to react to things and do what they need to do. So you you make a. Few I mean, I hear you. Like, wait, but wait. you posted something like that too. Wait a minute. I just want to. I just want to clarify something. It's not a matter of like you're like you know. I I've never looked for anybody who lived in the White House for me. Oh, I'm nervous. Let me go turn on the TV and see what the president said. I don't. I don't understand that. And I get that millions of people feel differently. There's not been a single time, single episode, single drama, single anything where I'm like. Oh, I wonder what the president is thinking. Absolutely. Now, can I, can I make, can I make my comment now, please? Can I make my comment? Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Yes, I, I, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me say what I need to say. Because we he made it sound like it's a gift. <laughs> well, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you can. Because, because I get this is a lot, too, when I personalize things and they're like, well, Charles, everybody's not you. So, Sharif, you come from 
a devout Muslim family. You were raised by Black Panthers. You are in a wood panel bunker right now, <laughs> right? Like, like you, when things are going well, you don't give a damn what the White House got to say about nothing. But there are millions and millions of people in this country that are watching the news every day. And they are getting terrified every single day. And there are people watching Fox News, there's people watching MSNBC. And what we were, what I was saying just clearly was, there should be some guidelines when something like this is happening to clear the way for folks, right? So people were very happy when Gavin Newsom in, in California and Cuomo in New York was like, look, we shutting this down. This is, you don't need to make decisions about when your school is opening back up or whatever because it's closed. It's closed until I say it's open again. So now deal with the things. They cleared the deck enough so people can focus on what they need to focus on. That's what mm-hmm. I'm talking about for leadership. I don't think that the, that the Fed should come in and give point by point things. This is what you should do. But there should be some type of leadership in saying like, look, we're going to take care of this. And the, the thing that I remind people of is H1N1. A few years back in the Obama administration, it was a big outbreak. And there was a lot more people that was infected. And it's a lot of people that died. And uh, most of the majority of the American people didn't even notice. They didn't, it didn't interrupt their day. And the thing about this is, is that there were points throughout this, this, this process that we could have grabbed on and took a handle on something in, in a way that we didn't have to have as many people dying as we got right now. We didn't have to have all this panic and hysteria so folks could actually do their jobs. That was the point that I was making about leadership. That's where leadership is very important. But I do like the way that y'all are self-sufficient in that home. I, I actually envy it. I, it, even as a Christian man, I've always looked at the discipline that kind of came out of like the nation of Islam and just the way in which there's just some rules that they got like set up. That's like, Oh, I'm trying to find a way. Well, you know, it's the, you know, there's like a, a formula for that. Right. So I just think that that's the point that I was making. I don't disagree with what you were saying, Sharif. I'm just talking about the, the, the need for leadership. What's the formula? I'm not even saying <laughs> don't it's, 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 half, half, it's half your, it's for the man, half your age, half your age plus seven. All right. Is that right? Is that right, Sharif? I don't know. I'm, I'm not in the nation, but I think that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not in the nation. I'm just saying in general. I like, think that's right. Strong yeah. religious sects or strong familial sects tend to have like a set of rules that they follow, and it kind of helps out at times when it's chaotic. That's all I'm saying. And I'm not saying that the leadership should, or the president should. I'm just saying like that's, you know. And I was really looking at like the states, right? Like there's some states, as you mentioned, they just jumped up and did something. And there are others that are like, oh, I'm waiting for guidance, or I'm waiting for this, I'm waiting for that. I I agree with you. I I haven't turned the news on in you know since we've been home. Um, if <laughs> if it's not on Trevor Noah or something that you guys post on Twitter or Facebook, like I just like. Like, all right, we're staying in the house. I know Philly tomorrow, they're going to do their shelter in place. They're like, yo, everything is shutting down. Um, Started at 8 o'clock in the morning. But, you know, there was towns in Jersey that did that last week. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Can I ask y'all a question? How, how, how are y'all shelter in place cities actually doing? Because I drove by my lake and my lake, Lake Merritt was popping. Like in Oakland, it was like, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, Popping outside, like that's, oh, y'all these people, these people, these people are irresponsible as hell, and we can go into that as well in the Patreon on how irresponsible these these uh, privileged eighteen to 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 twenty four year olds are right now during these spring breaks and whatnot, in which they think they're immune to COVID and they're gonna go home and give it to their pop pops. Insane. Just go ahead and take oh, all the young or people. They're gonna, or they're going to get it themselves, right? Like, I think we've been yeah, lied to about, got it. about the yeah. – yeah, some of them got it already. So the young young people have been lied to about this. But listen, this is, this is the nasty side effect 
of a school system that for many years has miseducated people, slapped a, a high school diploma on them and graduated and made them think they were thinkers. Because if Lake Merritt is popping right now, that to me is exactly correlated with the number of ignorant people in Oakland, right? Like they, there is a large group of people in this country right now who are not doing anything they're supposed to be doing, number one. And we're not through with this. This is going to get worse. And the reason it's going to get worse is because of the large number of ignorant people in the United States, miseducated, arrogant, self-loving, American exceptionalism type people. The thing that is exceptional about them is how ignorant they are and how smart they think they are at the same time. The transmission of what's driving us all inside is going to be fueled by ignorant people who all probably have high school diplomas, right? Who did 12 years of schooling and can't think critical enough in a time like this to understand that when you show up on TV talking about, well, I'm still going to get drunk and party out here on the beach, right? And then all of a sudden the next day there's five cases of people who did exactly that, right? Off that same beach, right? Um, I'm not an educator, but somebody educated those people for 12 years. Yeah. I mean, and, 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 pictures from Jaws. Like, I don't, I, everybody that died after the first killing in Jaws deserved it. I'm sorry. I just. Why are you going in the water, fam? I don't understand. Like, when, when the shark came, but this is the thing, right? The shark is here. The shark is here. And if you think you're just going to be able to do whatever, you, when you get bit, you, you, hey, you know, you, you kind of wasn't listening. We got some more comments, man. Um, there's some really good comments. Uh, Yahira Lopez said, this is a pandemic exposure of how we are nowhere near progressive and how marginalized communities, the leadership and organizers always have to be the ones to be the leading agents to quote unquote save us. Uh, Toya said, the question for our superintendent was, why are charters able to teach during this pandemic and, pub and traditional public schools can't? Um, I don't know what city she's from, so drop your city. She's city. from Toys. every city. Every city that has charters. <laughs> got you. Toys from Philadelphia. Got you. And uh, Chris, when you were giving that last point, you got a lot of hearts. Uh, you got some comments of boom, there it is, facts. And then Alicia said, yes, so many people feel entitled. They are behaving in such an irresponsible way. It's disgusting and it's embarrassing. And she lives in Oakland. So, um, I mean, it's kind of cool having like folks be able to interact with the show. That we're doing. Did, did you see it on Twitter? Did you see this like thing that was trending, like the, the boomer remover? No, but I'm not yeah. surprised. They trying to so, so it was, tr it was trending. It was like, it was supposed to be like the okay boomer thing. But when the pandemic first started, it trended boomer remover. And it was a lot, a lot of young, young people making jokes about how this is a, like something that's going to take out the boomers, but not take out anybody else. Oh, and wow. ha, ha, that was, that was, yeah. That, isn't that disgusting? You know, ha ha, very funny. But um, I, I actually want to keep beating this dead horse because these, these podcasts that we have probably will get a lot more serious as time go, goes on. Right. If everything that I'm seeing is actually like true. true. Like Sharif said, he hasn't been watching the news. I've been overwatching the news. So I didn't see like some things like 18 times over and over again. And the points, like the, the prophecy is all there. If you watch it, what is being said there is we're in real trouble for a long time, right? This isn't a short time, a short term thing. And we're still in the good part of the movie. 
Like, you know, that part of the movie in the beginning where people are still like, where they're introducing new characters and stuff like the scientist and the, this guy and that guy or whatnot. We still in that part of the movie. We're not in the, the World War Z part where people are like <laughs> dumping off folks and you, you having to get out the RV and run, right? We're not at that part yet. But people know it's coming because look at the gun ownership. Mm-hmm. Gun ownership and black gun ownership made a jump in the last two weeks. Oh, black ownership too? Black gun ownership made a jump in the last two weeks. People know something's coming. Some houses you don't want to play with. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't do come not, in here trying to steal the ramen. Do not, not going to happen. Do not come up there. <laughs> don't come trying to steal the what? The ramen. The ramen. <laughs> ramen noodles? Oodles and noodles. I mean, oh, it'll, it'll, last. it'll last. When did you oh, stockpile? Bro, that's a recipe. Bro, I, didn't, I, I definitely didn't stockpile that shit. That's a recipe for Rice, hypertension. beans, canned stuff, spam, wait, 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 uh, uh, <laughs> just everything that you can have for a long period of time. Everything that they used to have during World War II. I need them things in my house. I need steel. I don't want okay. plastic. That's give right. me, okay. give me right, the wait, can wait. of beans. But ramen noodles <laughs> is a death certificate. It is the blueprint for hypertension. Just putting it out there for people. Why are you so bougie? You, what? I'm, I'm <laughs> trying to keep people alive. <laughs> bougie as hell. Hey, shout, out, right shout, now. Out, shout out to Dr. Phyllis N. Anderson, uh, our newest Patreon member. Shout out to Christina Grant, also a Patreon member. Yo, Dr. And, Dr. Grant. And, that's what's up. And, that's what's and, up. and Ray, uh, that's a great segue. I put this in my background just so you can do the commercial, brother. Can All right. You? There you so, go. Eight Black Hands, if you are part of the Patreon group, we are offering a book club. So if you would like to have more information on our book club, join our Patreon. But if you don't want to join our Patreon and you still want to have information on our book club, follow us on Twitter at 8BlackHands1. No, you just no. They got to become part, part of the Patriots, right? That's what, what kind of like, like, <laughs> you were doing good for a while, but the rules got confusing. Right. The rules right. got confusing. Or just come over. Uh, I, so, so, so Ray, I got you because we're a team. So people, listen. Folks have been asking for more access, so we have a Patreon that Ray has created. There's a few different levels that you can come in. What you get in that Patreon is you get extra episodes every single week. You get more access to us. You get videos. And I'll be hosting an exclusive book club. Uh, The first book will be uh, The Education of Blacks in the South from 1860 to 19... I got to move out the way. To 1935. Um, And we'll be doing a chapter each week and there'll be an exclusive Zoom to have those discussions and we'll try to bring in special guests, uh, folks that you all respect and know and love. Um, So it'll be something special. You can go and try to join the Patreon now at patreon.com slash 8BH. One more time, that's patreon.com slash 8BH. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com. And the number... Flash the number eight uh, B H, and I just want to let everybody know that there's a lot more dope stuff coming in our Patreon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like this book club is, is dope. No, no, that's just one thing. That's just one thing I'm saying. And the, the videos is dope. All up in the videos. Um, so, so and and we got other stuff coming. I'm telling you, you, you you're not gonna want to miss out. You're absolutely not going to want to miss out. Mm-mm. Not going to miss out. And, and I mean, but, and shout out to the folks that have already joined. We appreciate you. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, like Chris said, and, and just, there were so many dates that we had that were going to be live. And I know we're kind of sad about it. I mean, you know, in, in perspective of what's happening mm-hmm. in the country. Uh, and hopefully when all this stuff blows over, we can kind of get back on that. But 
that's one of the reasons why we figured out a way to live stream this stuff to actually kind of have that experience. So if you have thoughts or ideas and want to share them with us, please do. Back to you all. Go ahead, Ray. That, and that, brother, is how you do a commercial for the thing that you created. No, y'all both did a great job. Y'all both did a good job. I want to give Ray some props. Ray, Ray yeah, went yeah. in. Oh, you can't. Yeah, if, you, if you give, so, so here, here's what. Give me props. Don't, don't mess it up. Right. Don't mess it up. Bro. Don't, don't East Coast if, it up, if, bro. If you're mess giving me props, mess it then, up, you, then you have to be selfless in terms of your approach. So be your approach is selfless. <laughs> so you can't, come in, you can't you can't beat your chest and then say, oh, shout out to Ray. That's crazy. Ray, we asked you to do the commercial. You said, well, you can be a guest or not and just still get all the benefits. That's not how you tell nothing, bro. That's not you, you can't do that. Yeah, that's bro, true. Listen, I, like to give I got the drugs like... for you, but you you ain't got to pay me. It's fine. Just go here. You can have it. Listen, I, I'm trying to run the Patreon like how Reef runs his home. Don't do that. <laughs> Brother, do we, do we have anything, any other topics, uh, Ray? Because I know you added two more, but... Uh, no, that's it. Hey, man. So before we close out, man, uh, I really I really am happy to see you, brothers, man. I know this is a time of uncertainty, man. I love y'all. Um, I think this is a time we need to tell people we love them more. I think this is a time where we need to be reflective around the things that we do have. Um, and just be... We, we've been really blessed We've been really fat for a long time. And I don't mean, I know somebody was like, hey, I've been poor with it. I'm talking about as a nation, as a country. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, and there's, there are groups of people around our world that deal with these types of things. Like they just do. Right. And so it's just a more appreciation for people outside of the, the type of privileges we got here in this country. Mm-hmm. Any other final words that you all got right? Uh, Sharif, what, what, what are your final thoughts here, Sharif? Um, my final thoughts are, you know, people just do the best that you can look out for each other. You know, be, even if you're using social distancing, doesn't mean that you can't be a community of some sort. Um, you know, I, I reached out to a friend of mine who's uh, who has to work with children. He works in a, a juvenile uh, detention home. Right. And so I was just asking them, like, how does it, how are they keeping this, the children safe, themselves safe and all of that, you know? And so there are so many people who have to be on, you know, on call, on duty at this time. And so just really want to, you know, give them some love and, and appreciation, um, you know, whether they're in, in the hospitals or, you know, wherever. But, mm-hmm. you know, nursing homes, hospitals. Uh, you know, detention centers, jails, you know, there are a lot of people, um, both the people who have to stay there and the people who are employed and have to stay there. Um, just want to sh- uh, shout them out. All right. How about you, Ray? All right. So shout out to Charles. Charles is doing a webinar tomorrow. Uh, we'll send out a tweet to give you guys more information on how you could be included in his webinar. And then also, um, Within the next couple of weeks, the Eight Black Hands as a group will also be doing a webinar. Uh, we uh, That's one of the things that we... Be, I, I put y'all on the spot. I'm sorry. Get y'all <laughs> 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 oh, oh, we are. <laughs> yeah, 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 we, we were talking about it, so I just... I, we, yeah. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we look forward to uh, opportunities to engage with you guys. And, uh, and yeah, man, we love, we love you guys. And and I love you guys on this podcast because like Charles said, man, we need to tell that to each other more, man. And you guys have all been monumental in terms of my development. I I, I tell everybody, y'all are my professional development. So each week that I'm able to be able to participate in this show, 
um, it develops me as a as a professional. So I appreciate you guys. Y'all so mushy. Y'all so mushy, and I That's love y'all. Yeah, the world might explode tomorrow. I noticed you didn't say you love us before. You're the only one that didn't lead with with love. For us. Like, I just want to be real. These Negroes. Uh, no, I, I do. And, and Chris, I'm gonna actually give you the final final thought. Uh, just because last last week, uh, Chris challenged all of us and our listening. Uh, audience uh, to, to give what we have, right? Like, what can we offer to our community? So, you know, Ray has been doing some amazing videos, some amazing insight for families and folks, and it's been really, really awesome. Um, I've, you know, tried... There's a lot of folks that don't understand technology and, and are kind of afraid of these things. So I'm doing... It's just a light webinar for some friends of mine just around how to use these type of platforms to reach more people and like actually do online conferences and online, like there's a whole bunch of stuff. And so I signed up for it. Okay, cool. And there's just a lot that we can do. Uh, Lower your expectations for that thing tomorrow. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I'm I'm unregistering now. I'm unregistering now. Everybody, but I will tape it. Um, and, 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 but, and Chris, I wanted to give you the final thought because I think that that's the way, we need to kind of be thinking like in the spirit of Kennedy. And I think, again, I said this last time and I'm gonna keep saying it. This ain't the time to ask what the country can do for you. It's like, what can you do for your brother? What can you do for your community right now? And uh, we haven't been made to really ask that question in, in, in this generation's kind of lifetime. So Chris, why don't you take us out with your final thoughts and, and, and uh, give, give some of your brother. Give us something in the spirit of black people. <laughs> you know, um, well, I, th- I feel like what Charles said, captures it very well. So I'm going to lead off by saying I love y'all too. Um, and, and I love our listeners because the people who interact with us, the people who listen to this podcast on a regular basis are in some ways just like the, the, the coolest people in my network because they're real low key about what they're doing in life, but they'll hear something on the podcast and they'll say something brilliant to me. So throughout the week, I hear from from people that listen to our podcast and it just keeps me going, makes it, it inspires me and, and keeps me going. Um, I'll end out the same way that I did last week, which is, is just basically to say, um, we've all been blessed in one way, shape or another, and we should challenge each other to give, to give what we can, give as much as, you know, to make differences in our routines and our habits. Like right now, I'm tipping at 100%, right? Um, and and if you can bless people, if you, you know, if you've been blessed and you can bless people right now, family, economic insecurity is about to be a thing. We think that the pandemic is is the illness, but the pandemic that we're going to be facing is the economic insecurity of families and children, and that is coming in a wave. It's not coming in a small wave. It's already starting in a big wave. If you are a person who does this work every day and you feel like God-driven about protecting the needless uh, 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 lowering the needless suffering of children and protecting kids. There is no way that you can ignore the fact that if you have a lot to give, um, do your little part right now. Give what you can to who you can. Um, be available. I know everybody's supposed to practice social distancing, but you could give up some of that money, money, some of your resources, some of your time. People are being generous with me right now with their expertise, their knowledge, their time. To, to help my family. I don't feel like I'm doing enough. I asked the, the question earlier about the black leadership, the national black leadership and what are they doing? Um, I don't feel like I'm doing enough. So I'm going to up my game and I'm challenging listeners and friends and family um, to up their game too. Um, so 
I want to um, um, challenge everybody to this time next week, let's be talking about how much more we were able to do this week, how we were able to be uh, ingenious about it. Um, I want you all to download the podcast and have somebody else listen to it, right? Like get somebody else in, in, in this thing and let's work on this together. Let's build community over time. Let's not just be talking heads in this. Let's build a community together around the idea that we're going to lower family economic insecurity as one of our goals. Mm-hmm. Well, with that being said, uh, and again, thank you all so much. You all have helped us cross over 50,000. We want to, want to get to that hundred thousand. We That's want to be up, here for you all and, uh, appreciate you all. Y'all take care of each other. Uh, And we'll see you next time. Peace. You have been listening to the Eight Black Hands podcast with Ankrum, Cole, Elmecki, and Stewart. If you like what you heard, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at 8BlackHands1. Thank you for listening.